Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys for those who stuck through the commercial break. Just a quick reminder before we move on to our next segment, please, if you haven't already, get your tickets to Bitcoin 22. Uh, use code YTMAG to get 10% off. Ticket prices are gonna go up next week. So this is gonna be sort of your last opportunity to get cheap tickets. Um, you're not gonna wanna miss it. I had the opportunity to meet VJ last year at the conference. I met countless other people as well that I followed on Twitter, whose articles and books I've been reading. It's, it's the place to be. I'm joined right now by our next guest, Brian Harrington. Brian, you were at the conference last year, or correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't make it. My son was actually being born last year. So I know exactly what VJ is saying. It was, it was exactly same timing situation. Well, you'll be there this year though, right? Exactly. Exactly. Got it dialed in this year. What are you most excited for? Uh, just to see people, honestly, like I've only ever been to small, small meetups, like I'm like regional conferences. I've never been to kind of the gigantic one. So that's what I'm most excited about. Love that. I also have to say thank you for putting together back-to-back -to -back years, the Bitcoin holiday party down in Southern California. I had an absolute blast and shout out to the work that you and Tristine are doing with Sat Center. We actually talked about it a little bit with VJ because sort of the regulatory pushes do need to be made. So thank you for both of those works that you guys are doing. Dude, that's awesome. No, really appreciate that. Thank you. No, the Southern California uh, Christmas party is really fun. Um, yeah. And Sat Center, I uh, just met with a small town in Colorado just the other day. And so, yeah, Sat Center for just people, it's like regular Bitcoiners in regular towns meeting with their local leaders. We're just like from the, from the bottom up, if you have people in your town that need help and need education on Bitcoin, yeah, email Sat Center and we'll help source people to talk to local leaders. No one's too small, like in your area. I love that. And guys, seriously, one thing that I think Bitcoin should have taught you all at this point, if you haven't already realized it is, Anyone is capable of doing the work to learn, to educate others, and to push this forward. Do not be discouraged by a no. You're going to get a thousand no's before you get that yes. Get used to it. That is, frankly, just life. So we're doing this not for ourselves, not for our children, but for our grandchildren and the generations that will come after us. Brian, where are you these days? Are you back in SoCal? Or are you up bouncing around spreading the good word of Satoshi? No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm in Southern California. Um, I actually just moved one one county over. So for those familiar with it, I was living in Orange County, Anaheim for a while. I'm one county owner in Menifee, over in Menifee now, Riverside County. So if people have been to Temecula Wine Country, that's that's right where I'm at. So got a got a new bar, meeting new new plebs off of Twitter, and I'm just thankful. It's exciting. My uh, my like wife works right here across from me. We both work in Palm. We're just we're building our citadel and our fortress right here. What, what he is not telling you is that his wife is in the room right now trying to work and focus <laughs> while he's having this interview, staring daggers at him. No, 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 no. She's, she's actually downstairs playing in her whole backyard right now. So she's making all the decisions. She's thankful that I'm up here, uh, up here with you guys. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I was kind of hoping when you said you would move counties, you'd come uh, north to my county and that we could have some more meetups in, in at least the uh, South Bay over by Manhattan Beach or anything. Yeah. No, I heard there was a giant, I heard there was a giant party for the Bedford game the other day. I'm pretty, pretty uh, bummed I missed that. That's cool. I know. I messaged Natalie Brunel, shout out. She'll be on later in the episode. And I was like, you keep planning stuff like when I'm not in LA. Can we, can you at least like <laughs> keep an eye on my calendar? Please? Gotta coordinate. 
kidding. Fully there's too much going on. No, and they're really on that point though. Like there's there's meetups everywhere, which is a great problem to have. Um, it's tough to get to all of them, and that's a good problem to have. Well, I want to talk a little bit about that because you are one of the voices online who really helps push people for meetups. I mean, you helped me introduce me to the guys over here in the South Bay mm -hmm. to go to their meetups. Talk to us a little bit about sort of like what people should be doing or could be doing in their local communities. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's great you to know Bitcoiners that live close to you. I just think that's really like important and good. And because I, the first time I ever met Bitcoiners in person was 2019. And my knowledge of Bitcoin just started moving so fast from like from that. Like there's because there's just times where, you know, you're trying to run a BTC pay server or try to just understand something where like, yes, you can get great information over Twitter and spaces and at conferences when they come up. But it's so much faster to like know your local Bitcoiners and be able to run over things, you know, quickly in person. Awesome. So for those of you guys who have not ever attended one, there's so much fun. There's so much fun. You can start it yourself. Yep. Go up to the bar. Hey, if you show up alone to the bar and no one else shows up in your community, DM me and we will just FaceTime and you will mm -hmm. not be alone at the bar. I will prompt make that promise to you. Or you can also FaceTime Brian. He will yeah. also That's, show up. No, a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin meetup is, is two or more Bitcoiners, period. And so you find one other Bitcoiner and if you don't have one, then make your brother a Bitcoiner and take them. That's it. Then you're doing it. And the biggest Bitcoin meetup of them all is going to be in Miami, April 6th to the 9th. Buy your tickets. Use code YTMAG to get 10% off. Ticket prices are going to go up. And I, I will say it every day. You'll hear me say it later in the episode. I was a pleb, unemployed, not working in Bitcoin. Attended that conference, met enough people, met with different businesses that were looking to hire for different roles. And do not be discouraged if you're not a coder, if you're not a developer. There are jobs all over the, the range. There are sales jobs, there are HR jobs, there are jobs doing whatever you could imagine a normal business industry has. Those jobs exist within the Bitcoin community. April 6th is sixth is going to be industry day. There will be a, a bit of a job fair. Companies that are hiring are gonna look aggressively at attendees there. They're gonna see people who are invested in the community and probably give those resumes first, first crack interviews. Not making guarantees, but I'm just telling you how the psychology of hiring really works. On that note, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to hand the mic off to the pleb master himself, Casey, for his next segment with Taco Plebs. Casey, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, great. I mean, today's an excellent day. We have an excellent guest. Y'all better be in Miami. Uh, I want to meet y'all in person. So uh, definitely listen to Q's advice there and get your tickets soon. But without further ado... Our excellent guest, Brian Harrington. Welcome to the show. What's up? How are you? Good, good. Um, excellent day to be a Bitcoiner, just as any. Let's jump right into it. Could you talk a little bit about yourself? You know, maybe give a quick intro and then uh, talk about how you got into Bitcoin. Yeah, Brian Harrington, uh, Brain Harrington, like in your head, Brain Harrington on Twitter. I work at Choice App, so I'm Bitcoin lead at Choice App, which is the simple way to get Bitcoin in your IRA. They actually um, pay you Bitcoin every day daily through Blinko. So that's exciting. I'm working for a place that gives away Bitcoin every day. So that's what I do for the day job. And my rest of my life is just I live with my wife and son. We're both Bitcoiners, both huge Bitcoiners um, here in Southern California. I used to live in Orange County. I now live over in Riverside County. And I'm building a citadel and a homestead in a suburban environment. And so I love uh, just playing with my solar panels and practicing gardening. And just like, that's what I do when I'm not doing Bitcoin stuff. 
I first heard about Bitcoin. So this is actually, I actually have a reverse story. My dad was the first one that told me about Bitcoin. So I have one email from my dad with the word Bitcoin in it from 2014. And I've printed out that email, just tacked on my wall because he was talking about Mt. Gox and some trading bot that he had like found online and was emailing me about it. Very excited in 2014. And then me and him made our Coinbase accounts together, uh, like January of 2015, the very next year. So I credit it like all to him and it's been a steady, like increase big part of my life. Like ever since then, obviously not super at the beginning, but literally every year, like a little bit of the time, steady progression into, um, yeah, just me being attached to what I think is a big, giant thing. Definitely. Uh, first of all, shout out Southern California, best place to live, great place to uh, build a citadel. But yeah, I mean, that that email is going to be a historical document someday. <laughs> just curious, is, is your dad active in the Bitcoin community? Does he like go to meetups and all that? He's on Twitter. He's on Twitter. He actually lives in Sioux Falls now. So Sioux Falls has a Bitcoin burgeoning Bitcoin scene um, happening, which is awesome. Got to give him more meetups and got to, but he is on Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we've got so many cool topics to discuss today. The, the first I want to talk about is something you bring up quite often on your Twitter, and that's planning for long-term wealth with Bitcoin. What are some considerations that Bitcoiners should keep in mind as they plan for long-term wealth with Bitcoin? Yeah. So I think the first number one, like that I think about a lot actually has nothing to do with, I guess, like wealth or like personal finance. Like it has to do with influence. And I think Bitcoiners planning for the future plan need to recognize that they're going to be wealthy in the future. And that comes with a lot of influence. I just think like classic, like Spider-Man, like you're, you have a lot of power and you're going to have a lot of influence and you need to really think about what you're going to do with that. So I think that's the number one thing I would start doing now is really thinking about what kind of an impact are you going to have be, like because Bitcoiners are in and, and, and it's not really a choice like Bitcoiners are in high demand like by you deciding right now that you're moving the unit of account and the money that you're using right now if that's anywhere in your brain like if you're searching it just a little bit or if you're already all the way in or whatever if that's anywhere in your brain right now you're going to have increased increased influence like in the future. There's zero way for Bitcoin to 10x or 100x without Bitcoiners to 10x and 100x also. And so you just need to start preparing yourself right now to be a person of influence at a higher level than you may currently feel like. That's an interesting perspective, not something I really have considered before. I mean, hopefully Bitcoiners, you know, take the aspects of Bitcoin that we treasure and sort of disperse that through their actions. Uh, I, I think that's what you're getting to. But, you know, planning for long-term wealth, quote unquote, it can be quite stressful. I mean, there's a lot of environmental factors today that we just can't account for. And um, what are some strategies that Bitcoiners can use to sort of reduce the stress of planning for long-term Bitcoin holding? Yeah, I think I think what helps me relieve my stress is like seeing Bitcoin as money and seeing Bitcoin as like just fungible. To, like use the funny, like use the classic word. And what I mean by that is it's Bitcoin is not happening in the future. Bitcoin is happening right now. And I know that's a funny answer to the like, why should that lessen your stress of the future? But it should lessen your stress of the future because if you recognize that Bitcoin is happening right now, you don't. You don't have to have this gigantic split between, 
oh, when hyper Bitcoinization happens, life will be like so much better and like retirement will be so much better or like, or whatever. If you just start preparing your brain for that now and recognize that you can have, you can have different stacks of Bitcoin for different things. And you can hold different amounts of Bitcoin in different places. Like if you're, if you, if all of, if all of kind of your future is being like bet on this, just one bucket of Bitcoin, that is stressful. That sounds stressful to me. Or if, if you're not experimenting with like different ways of thinking about Bitcoin in different places to hold Bitcoin, then like you only have this kind of one chance at like this, like quote unquote, great future wealth status. I think you should start to really view yourself as like, just try to pull that forward is what I would try to do. And that doesn't mean like, oh, immediately start to like spending Bitcoin or like all this stuff or start living previous, frivolously. That's like not what I'm saying, but pull forward that, like what you're hoping for then to now. And, and on a tangible note, it would be the different stacks for different things. Like I, I just think that Bitcoin can work in a checking account. It can work in a savings account. It can work in a retirement account. It can work in a multi-stake account. It can work on a single wall on your phone. It can work on lightning. It can look on liquid, RSK, like start feeling each of those things. And that'll, for me, that's what's made me more and more confident heading into the future. Right. So what you're describing is using Bitcoin now, finding all these services that we're really building in the now and finding out that hyper Bitcoinization happens now. It, it yeah. happens in the present uh, as we sort of develop and then adopt these different services that take us off of the fiat standard. I mean, excellent, excellent. You sort of touched on something also that we're going to move on to here. And I think we could spend a good amount of time on it uh, because it seems to be something that you talk about a lot on Twitter. And that's yeah. the get on zero movement. Mm. I've seen some arguments or not you know, discussions yeah. about the validity of this movement, about whether or not Bitcoiners should practice it. So I'm really curious, you know, to, to hear what you have to say as far as what Get On Zero means and uh, why it's important. Yeah. So Get On Zero means like preparing to not use fiat or getting better at using fiat less and less, like reducing your fiat footprint, reducing your dependence on us dollars that's what get on zero means and there's lots of different it's a very like it's a broad thing that's happening right now again just like anything on bitcoin twitter like your method of like get on zero could be completely different than my method of get on zero but at a like at a high level the reason why we need it is because we like we need new energy we need a new thing to chase like we've one like bitcoin one savings bitcoin one savings like fidelity just put get off zero on their like little report that they made so it's time for us bitcoiners bitcoin magazine and like people that are together mentally on bitcoin twitter every day to find the next hashtag and the next like goal to set and to knock down is like part of what's driving me towards it and that's what so get on zero means like use like using bitcoin like and i know and i know it's like oh savings is using savings of 100 is using it's correct is using but what we need to prepare for is we need to pull forward that preparedness and you've seen so seven percent in december seven and a half percent just now right uh first the cpi inflation and so on average bitcoin goes up and protects purchasing power per day daily bitcoin protects purchasing power daily 
fiat loses purchasing power to goods and services daily. So this is no longer like a monthly discussion or an annual discussion. This is a daily discussion. And so you like, that's what get on zero is. It's a recognition of the math behind it and a recognition of the tools behind it now also. The tools are hugely better than they were 12 months ago, 24 months ago, 36 months ago. You have multiple places. I say this thing where um, you have multiple Bitcoin services that now basically are ACH portals. What's an ACH portal? An ACH portal is how you receive your direct deposit and it's how you pay the few bills that won't allow you to put them on a, on a card payment, right? Bitcoin services have that now. So that's like the legs are being knocked out of Bank of America, of Wells Fargo, of like the legs are being knocked out because the only thing, the, one of the main things we use those services for, Bitcoin apps like now have that. And so Get On Zero is a recognition that the math works for holding Bitcoin daily and the tools are here for holding Bitcoin daily. And it's the end state that we're hoping for anyways. So we should start to create it now today. This is an incredibly bullish discussion, I think, because you know what we're really describing is also related to the previous question, right? Bringing hyper-Bitcoinization into the now. How do we do that? Practicing get on zero is, you know, from from what I ascertain. And you describe how inflation is now like a daily thing. Like Bitcoiners, um, we talk about inflation a lot. We, you know, you know, take pictures of the meat in the grocery store, et cetera. But that happens to our money as we receive it, you know, in those US dollars and spend it. Like it, it really is action oriented right. right now. And, and look, and we'll just hit off a few of the things. Okay. So the the well, what about volatility? Okay. So the what about volatility question? If you're being paid on a schedule, so let's just take a standard like W-2 job. It's just the easiest one to kind of work, work it through. If you're being paid every two weeks. And you're now all these paycheck products of you can direct deposit to Bitcoin, direct deposit to Bitcoin. If you're being paid every two weeks, then you're getting an inbound at that exchange rate and then that exchange rate and then that exchange rate. And your bills can pull off of the most recent exchange rate. So yes, is there fluctuation? Totally. But is it this like, does it have to be this like wild thing where like, like, there's, our fears are always bigger in our brains than they are like actually in the world. Like if you write them down and just write out like, what are you afraid? That's just kind of like classic, like self-help book like stuff. So I think that's what I tried to do with this get on zero thing is like kind of like rip away the scariness of it. And that's why I think a, I think a, a way to tiptoe into this is then circling back to like the ACH portal discussion. So like, even if you still kind of split half your paycheck to USD and half your paycheck to Bitcoin, that's fine. That's like moving towards that. But then what you should do is like move your ACH business to a Bitcoin service. Don't like, like here, I did this. I called my bank. I used to use Ally Bank. I called them on the customer service and I said, look, you're pretty decent for an online bank. Like it's, it's, I don't mind being a customer here. Like it's, everything's great. You're available, all this stuff. They're, I just have one problem. And they're like, well, okay, what's the problem? And I'm like, the currency that you support is not working for me and my family anymore. Like the, the services that you do as far as the paycheck being received and as far as like the bills going out, that all works great. That software working terrific. Everything is arriving extremely on time. There's just one problem. The currency that you support, the software that you're running 
USD on is not working for me and my family anymore. Do you have anything on the roadmap to help this? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work for me anymore because there's all these other services that allow me to ACH and bill pay that also speak Bitcoin. I think that's uh, you know only going to increase the amount of services and the competition will obviously increase with that. I do kind of have a question. I personally have thought about get on zero and the volatility I can kind of wrap my head around. I'm a Bitcoiner, et cetera. The one thing I haven't really figured out is the whole tax situation. Can you sort of speak about that? I know a lot of people I think would be scared about that as yep. far as this goes. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that tripped me up for a long time too. And it does. It's a chilling factor and it's a cooling factor on this. Two ways to go about it. You either kind of go with like, so heavily armed clown, like we covered this on the Stefan Avera show. And you can kind of go his method where it's like you receive it as fiat, pay all your bills in fiat, and then you just sweep the rest of Bitcoin. That's like a way to roll into it. And then secondly, the other thing to do is like, if you actually break down the daily average that Bitcoin goes up, in the like the daily average that Bitcoin goes up, if you can time your bills, this is the thesis. This is the thesis that's going to be played out over this year. And so people can tell, people can say like whether they buy the math or don't buy the math and we'll find out as this year goes on. The amount wealthier that you will be by using Bitcoin as your base money and the like you're holding sats, you're holding more sats, more average days, like higher amount of sats for a higher number of average of days during that time between when the paycheck comes in and the bill goes out, that on average for the entire year, you're going to end up wealthier, even with the friction of capital gains taxes. Yeah, you're right. I, th I think uh, we're going to have to see how that plays out. I personally would agree that you're probably on the right track that no matter what, you'll still end up wealthier, especially if your unit of account is sats. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing that changed in my brain. The number one thing that changed in my brain, because this isn't like I... I, only, I made a resolution in 2022 that I was like, me and my family, I want to move our bank to like, I don't want to use banks that don't talk Bitcoin anymore. Like, and again, and that doesn't, that doesn't stop any of the other ways that I'm like holding Bitcoin. It's just like, instead of holding a dollar checking account, I'm going to hold a Bitcoin checking account now. That's like what changed on that. So yes, that's the, that's the number one thing that changed in my brain was the daily math of why Bitcoin is better was like, you're even going to overcome the friction yeah, of paying the taxes. Right. What you gain by sort of using Bitcoin daily, it supersedes any of the sort of friction points that you're discussing. But uh, moving on, Brian, you are a fantastic organizer. You're really good at getting Bitcoiners together. Can you talk about why Bitcoin sort of oriented community action is important on a local level? Yeah. So because you live locally, like because you live around humans, like there's humans that are around you. They're your neighbors. They work at the stores by you. They drive in the cars by you. If a higher percentage of those people are switching over to Bitcoin, like logic would flow that your area will be a better place to live. Like, because if Bitcoin is improving your life, then the pretty like, pretty certain that Bitcoin can improve the lives of those other people too. And so that's why it's important. And so it doesn't matter if you're talking to just your neighbor or if you're talking to your city council person, like if that person was a Bitcoiner and switched from fiat to Bitcoin as their like unit of account, your place, your town where you live would be better. 
Right. Uh, inherently, if we're all enjoying the benefits of Bitcoin, we should all seek to spread it, especially in local communities where you can receive benefits yourself. Uh, right. it's, it's a direct feedback loop. And yeah, I think we'll see this on a grander scale too, like with states, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but then but states start at the city. And like, dude, the people right. like through being I used to work on political campaigns, like back in the day. And it's, these are just people. Like they're just, they're honestly just people. And we know that and we know that, but like, it's, it's, so it's like, it's one thing to just be frustrated with like things that are happening at the federal level. And it's another thing to just kind of be like apathetic about things that are happening at the city level, but it's, it's better to just like reverse all of that and just really pay attention to your local city and like know them as humans, like talk to them and say, this is why I use Bitcoin. And this is why like Bitcoin is better. And then, and that's what your influence at the city level will then increase your influence um, at the state level. Uh, you know, sort of segueing in that direction a little bit, Brian, I know you've been involved in politics before, especially local politics. A lot of people uh, in Bitcoin are sort of anti-politic per se, where they don't even think that it's worthy of participating in. Mm -hmm. Can you just speak a little bit about like how you believe we can have an impact on that? Yeah. Um, I, so completely understand that. I think politics is happening all the time. It's just happening all the time. Like there just is a negotiation and there's a social contract that's happening all the time. Like you, again, you live somewhere and there's people around you. So like, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be involved in politics and kind of like the formal way of thinking about it. Like simply by you being known as a Bitcoiner. And even if you don't, even if you still have a separation between your online persona and kind of your local persona, that's fine. Like you don't, you don't have to tie both of those things together, but if still locally people know that you can be a person that can help them, you know, through the transition, that is politics. Like that, that is like how to win friends and influence people. That is politics. It doesn't have to be running for something or getting elected. Like simply networking on purpose is politics to me. Like in just influence and like networking on politics is all like, sorry, networking on purpose is all the same, all the same thing to me. And I love that answer. It's, you know, we're practicing politics by talking to people about Bitcoin, basically. And, yeah. and we're practicing the politics that we would like to see, you know, impact the world. Speaking of that, Brian, I'm curious if you could describe the sort of impact that you wish to see on the world from Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, I don't want, I have an eight month old son. I don't want him to open. I don't want him to have to open a bank account in the traditional sense of like thinking about it. Like I want to there to be like so much progress by the time like he's older that like Bitcoin is like, is the currency. Okay. And what's the world, like the world impact of that is going to be that like time theft has been stopped. Like our, my parents and my grandparents were producing every day into a leaky bucket. Like there's their, their, to their total labor of their entire life was not able to be saved and captured because like the elite, like ruling class of the money was skimming off the top, skimming off the top, skimming off the top, skimming off the top. And so that has had a material impact on me and now my like son. And what we're doing right now, me and you and everyone listening and everyone on Bitcoin Twitter every day is we're stopping that. We're saying the cancel on effect ends right now, this generation. Like, we're, we are not using dollars as our like savings unit. We are not using like 
dollars as our like spending unit as our earning unit we are economically shifting our productivity and our brain power every day towards a new bucket that doesn't leak and so we're building a parallel system that doesn't leak and physically works better for individuals and for the community and so that our kids like and us on our next chapter of our life starting right now today the benefits start today and started nine years ago that we are not going to be ripped off anymore and when we all stop getting ripped off that's total net resources available to push towards our version of the future now like our our version of a positive future has never been as well financed as it is today everyone that would speak out about the cantillon effect didn't didn't have the resources to do anything about it we didn't have the technology to do anything about it we didn't have the political clout to do anything about it that's different now bitcoiners are going to have wealth they're going to have influence we have leverage in this negotiation of what the social contract is and we're going to renegotiate that for everyone that comes after us now that's a little hard to follow up brian but I mean, I think we're we're headed for an excellent future given those those parameters. And really, like you said, it's it's us. We get to drive this change forward. Bitcoiners do through their strategies of long-term wealth planning, through their actions in networks and politics, and through you know potentially actions like get on zero. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, everything we do will be what changes the world for us uh, from this cancel on effect that we were born into, really. Mm -hmm. Moving, moving to our uh, last question here to wrap us up, Brian, I'm curious uh, what you're most looking forward to in the Bitcoin space. Yeah, it's what we covered. Like, I, I truly believe that like the hashtag get on zero is like the newest, freshest thing that's happening right now. And so I appreciate you like asking me about it today. I appreciate just the discussion around it. I appreciate everyone that tweets it out and uh, has an opinion on it because I think you should have an opinion about it. I, I just, it just feels the freshest thing to me when I'm scanning the podcast and just like thinking about what I really want to give my brain power towards, it feels like a great next step that's possible. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about. And then I'm also excited that I think I'm thankful that I'm going to be able to hit a bunch of towns this year. Like, I think I'm going to be able to go to most of the Bitcoin day um, conferences moving forward. I'm going to be at Bitblock Boom, going to be at, um, we're calling it Blinko Miami, Blinko Miami. So I'm excited to meet a lot of Bitcoiners in person. Those are my, my two answers. Those are awesome. I'm also curious, Brian, if there were any questions that I did not ask you that you were hoping I would, or, you know, maybe you would just like to get out there. No question, dude. I loved them. I loved them. And I appreciate you sending them because yeah, love writing and thinking about this stuff. The final thing I would just end with is people, or I just want people to know this. Like if you're, you can own Bitcoin in your retirement account. Like there's a chance that you have more dry powder than you like don't realize that you do. So if you've already just been stacking and you're like asking yourself what's next like if you have money stuck at schwab stuck at fidelity stuck at td ameritrade like you don't have to pay penalties on that to get it into bitcoin you can like swap it over and so i would like encourage people to just give like give choice a try and check it out interesting uh just real quick before we yeah. step away there uh as far as like the transition and all that does it it doesn't stay with the same custody provider i assume it changes from the banks you described to choice Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you have three, and then you have three custody options once you get to choice because choice gives you choices. Interesting. And are, so does that like uh, involve custody of Bitcoin, I assume yep. on your own? Yeah, Interesting. exactly. Exactly.
Very interesting. I mean, this conversation today has been one of my favorite I've had here on Taco Plebs, Brian. I mean, all of the things we describe are bullish for the future. And I think they're things that Bitcoiners can really take action on today and, and like in their own lives, you know? Yep. Totally, dude. 100%. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks again for, for joining me, Brian. It's been excellent. Everyone, you need to be in Miami, April 6th to the 9th. I mean, uh, if, if you're not going to be there, the code is a YT mag. And I think you can get, are we at 21% off? It's uh, not anymore. I think we're like at 10% or something like that. I don't know. So you, uh, you go use that code, get your tickets, guys. And I mean, the networking opportunities there are going to be immense. Uh, make sure to be there and uh, hopefully get on zero maybe before that. I don't know. Thanks again, yep. Brian. See you guys. Thank you.